This is Work of the Beat. It is Wednesday, March 24th, 2021. I'm Kevin Cooney along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us on a jam-packed show. Lots going on right now as we have our one show this week. We'll get back to two next week, I promise. Uh, finals are now complete for me uh, for my winter quarter, and so I can kind of get back into a normal flow of things as uh, we get into Easter the start of baseball season. March Madness is going on. We'll talk Villanova, Baylor a little bit later on in the show. Um, we'll talk about the Flyers, which are just an absolute mess at this point. Um, Define mess. <laughs> uh, Define mess being they are out of the playoffs right now and also have the bad situation of the team in, directly in front of them being three games and having three games in hand on them too so it's a real bad situation yeah the flyers had games in hand about three weeks ago yeah and and now look what's happened i mean hey, look it's yeah and um so we'll get to all that but we'll lead off our topic mr kern one how are you i'm fine um I'm, you know taking care of my wife for the next whatever yeah, uh, Gene. Uh, Gene is home and and uh, resting comfortably. Correct. Yeah, but you know it's a hip replacement. I mean, it takes. Uh, she's doing good, but I mean, yeah, it takes like a month or so at least. I mean, to uh, really kind of, you know, get your bearings back, I guess, or whatever. Get your, you know, probably longer than that, really. But I mean, she, I mean, she's, I'm, she's climbing the steps already. So I, mean, I don't know. Well, you that's know? good. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's good, but I'm just saying is, you know, it's it's just. Just, and you got to do all the therapy stuff. That's you know that's the it's anybody that's gotten an operation knows that when you it's the therapy stuff that's the most important stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so hopefully, uh, you know, be okay. We'll get our second shots next week, and uh, you know, life will go on at some point. Yep. Um, as we move on here on on this show. The Sixers with a nice win last night in, in, in Golden at Golden or at Golden State in San Francisco. Um, they're all good. They're all good wins. Yeah, especially on the coast. And they they play the Lakers tomorrow night without LeBron, without Anthony Davis. Yeah, they should. They should. They might be favored. They could be. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they got a break last night. that Steph didn't play. They get. You know, they'll have the Clippers on this trip as well. Yeah, they'll um, probably lose that game. Yeah, it's not a back-to-back, but it's pretty damn close to a back-to-back. I'm I don't to... think it matters if it's a back-to-back or not. The Clippers should beat them without Embiid, you know. Clippers, um, Clippers might beat them with Embiid. But when you when you look at it, obviously, you know, we're less than 24 hours now before the trade deadline. And I think everybody looks at this and, and says, well, you're first in the East and, you know, but, you know, you got Brooklyn right behind you, and you don't know what's going to happen with Durant at this point, whether he's going to come back at full strength or not. You have Miami that's kind of lurking out there. You have Milwaukee, who's still pretty good. Do they have to make a move in the next 24 hours, you think? I don't. I don't look, look I, I heard Anthony Gargano said something today or yesterday that, that actually makes a little bit of sense. The Maybe we're underestimating them. Like, I'm not saying they're going to win a championship if they don't do anything. I'm not saying they can't win a championship if they don't do it. The bottom line is we don't know. Right. And we keep sitting here because we see them all the time. 
So we can sit here and go, well, you know, I love these people to say, well, they need these two things. Well, how are you getting those two things without trading some things? And I still think you're taking a real chance. You know, as much as I don't think Danny Green is, is great anymore, he's still been a, veteran. a decent part of this team. And he's a veteran, and he, he's been through the playoff wars, and yeah. I mean, like, if you can't, I don't think getting Kyle Lowry necessarily makes you a shoe-in. I don't think there's anything they can do at this point that's going to make them a shoe-in where you say they're winning the championship. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Um, you know, they get Oladipo. Okay, well, then that means what? You know, they're going to they're going to win the championship? I, I don't necessarily think so. Um, gives them a better shot, I'm sure. But, you know, right now, I mean, they're, 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 they get the best record they've ever had at this point in the season since 1990 or 2001. 2001. So they must be doing something right. Yeah. Uh, now, the problem is if Lowry goes to, let's say, Miami, you know, and, and maybe makes them a lot better, um, you know, I, I just don't know, Kevin. I don't know what people are going to answer. I have no problem. And you got to make salaries match. That's the other bad part of this. Is you can't just go out and get a, you know, a guy making thirty million, and and give him like a two million dollar player. It doesn't work like that. This isn't other leagues. So, I have no problem if you want to give up Maxi and draft picks. I think when you start talking about Maxi and Thibel and draft picks, and then and maybe a Danny Gray. Now, to me, that's screwing up your team. We talk about this team right now like they don't have enough parts, but yet you're going to give up two or three parts. To get one part, I just don't think Maxi this year is going to help you win a championship. No, and I agree with that. I think, um, yeah. but he might be good in two or three years. Well, there's also other parts of this too. Like, I, look, JJ Redick is being talked about as a possible buyout candidate by the Pelicans. Right. If that's the case, do you bring JJ Redick back on on a on a minimum salary? To play the rest of the year in a system that you're used to. I, I you know, I know Reddick hasn't had a great year, but Well, it's not the system he was used to. It's right. a different system. But but like in a in an atmosphere, in a sense yeah. of, you know, with him and, being and, and he hasn't and, been that good this year. I mean no. look, he might be but better a, here. But is he better coming off the bench and you don't have to give anything up for him? I don't know. Well, yeah, I the, the problem with JJ is he's not gonna play much defense. Okay, you know that. Oh, that's a given, yeah. Right, but you know, you know, with um, Shake Milton, you're not going to get too much defense. Thibault's the opposite. You're going to get defense. You're not going to get much offense. So, I think one of the problems is, you know, you you can only ask Thibault to play so many minutes in the playoffs. The other thing is, we've never seen Shake Milton in a play. Well, we did see him in the bubble, but I mean, you haven't seen Shake Milton or Thibault in a playoff situation. So you don't know how those guys are going to react to, you know, a bigger time environment. I don't know if Seth Curry's ever been in. That you know, a big time playoff spot. Obviously, Danny Green has. Um, and the other question is, you know, you don't know about Embiid. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's going to come back. Obviously, in a week or so, or however much longer he's going to be out. But you that know, can is he going that to be can Embiid linger. Again? Everybody talks about bone bruise. It's like, oh well, it wasn't a torn ligament, and yeah, it's better than a torn ligament. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the Embiid he was because. Or what if he gets hurt again? Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I all, all I know is this. <coughs> but if, if you have a chance to win, look, the Sixers haven't won a title in nearly 40 years. You obviously, it looks like you're one of the best, better teams. Let's say the better half dozen. I mean, that's probably about right. a fair statement. I would agree. They, 
They may even be the betting favorite in Vegas. No, no, I guess Utah still is, right? Maybe, maybe not. I don't uh, know. Brook, Brooklyn's the betting favorite. Yeah, but I thought, yeah, but the, the, the Sixers are right there, though, I think. Yeah. I mean, so anyway, so then you have to decide, well, you know, how long, you know, if I knew today that our window was five or six more years, that, you know, that Embiid was going to play at a high level for five or six more and Simmons was going to be here, Tobias will be 36 or 37. But, you know, you, you, you change pieces. Yeah, I say, fine. The, the, the risk you run is if you make some kind of major move and you, you don't win the championship and maybe you don't win the cha- you know All of a sudden, three or four years from now, you could be the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that would happen. I'm just saying, and in the NBA, when you're the Eagles, you're the Eagles for a while, as we found out. Well, you know, the Eagles in football can get good in a couple years if they make the right moves, you draft right, you do this, you do whatever. In basketball, we've seen how hard it is to to when you you know are, you know I'll get I'll give an example on the Raptors. I mean, the Raptors two years ago were winning a title. They mortgaged everything to get Kawhi. It worked out. They ended up on parade floats, but this year they're tenth. And no, they're, no, but that's not the point, Kevin. I, I'll take that. Oh well, no, know, I know. Yeah, but the problem is if you don't win the championship. You, you know, if, if if that shot from Kawhi doesn't roll in and the Sixers somehow win that game, I, I don't care if the Sixers are bad five years from now if they win a title. I'll take that. That's the trade-off you have to make in sports. A lot of times is, you know, Cleveland won a championship. They ain't going to win a championship for the next 50 years, whatever. Uh, the Lakers have been bad. You know, people forget the Lakers have been bad for a while. They go out, they get LeBron, they get AD, they win a title. Um... I'm willing to go all in to to you know to a certain degree, um, but I'm just saying if you do that and you don't win it, the price that you're going to pay in all likelihood at some point is you're going to not be a real good team. You might not be a process team again, but you're you know you're if you're in the NBA, um, the middle of the pack in the NBA, you ain't anything. So, well, well, and this brings up, if you're getting Kyle Lowry, he's going to be 35, and he's going to want a contract at the end of the year. Yep. And it's going to be expensive. I mean, he's making $30 million right now. You know, maybe he takes a step back to 25 a year. Right. But it becomes very difficult to field pieces Yep, you may need around them. Um, you know, that's, that's why you need guys like Maxie. To, to play well when they're on those rookie contracts. Well, it's funny because Maxi, it's always come down to Maxi or Thibel. Which one's going to get traded? I don't think you could trade Thibel at this point. Yeah, I, I, this year. This year. For this year, I think you're right. If you're talking a three year plan, you know, if this were a couple years ago when the Sixers were still coming out of the process, yeah. I think you stay with Maxi. Um, you, you know, because obviously he's got a higher upside, you would think. And this all goes back to, if you think about it, the Fultz picks screwed them up so bad. Mm-hmm. And even though they did that, they're still where they are. Right. I mean, you think about that. They, they've done, the Fultz pick was supposed to be the guy that they're now out there trying to get. The other ball handler who could shoot, could play with Simmons, that's what he was supposed to be. And he never turned out to be that. And... And they've been you know, forced to scramble. Yeah, they've been looking for that for, you know, for a while. Um, I mean, I'm not sold. I look. I like Lowry. He's a gamer. He's won a championship. You know, and could he put you over the top this year? Yeah, he, he maybe he could. Could he put the? Could he? Could he put the heat past you? Yeah, maybe. 
I, I, who, who the hell knows? Tell um, you what, Kyle Lowry and I, I heard Miss, uh, Tyrone mention this on the Miss Noe show today. Boy, you put Kyle Lowry and, and Jimmy Butler in the same locker room. You want to talk about two SOBs as far as like just tough and gritty. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and they'll make your life hell if they're the four seed and you're the one. Well, or you're the, t- you're the, t- well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, look, we just assume in this town that the Sixers are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's not a given because no, that would be a, that would be a second round you, that would be a second round matchup. The one right, four. what I'm saying, but but they could fall to the two seed. I mean, they even could. you know you you could get this. I don't want to play the Celtics. I know the Celtics aren't the Celtics. Yeah, I don't. But that's scary. Well, okay, they've they've won eight of the last nine playoff games that they've played us. So I'm just saying is yeah, should they beat the Celtics if they play them? Absolutely, but. It's a different you know, team right now. You know how sports work sometimes. Um, Tatum, you know, Tatum's hurt. Kemba's hurt. I know. I, I Kevin, I, I, yeah, and Stevens, the, the, the guy who you said was the best coach in the league like three years ago, might be gone uh, for all we know. Um, no, he's not going to Indiana. Know we know that. Wrong. I, I don't know if the trading the guy to Charlotte was, was a bad – I don't know, letting the guy go to Charlotte. Who knows? Um, but I, I just – it's funny how the Sixers – are 31 and 11 or whatever they are and and need things and yet don't have a lot to trade to get those things. It really is weird. When you look at the, and and they're getting they're getting efforts from guys that you you wouldn't think were going to give them efforts. Like in these games without without Embiid. One guy shot 8 for 8 last night. Who shoots 8 for 8 in an NBA game? Yeah. You know, um and that's a good sign. To to me it's a good sign that they're that they're winning with that. But again, this whole thing to me comes down to when Joel comes back, and I don't mean the first game he's back or the second game he's back, but when when, when the playoffs are getting ready, to, you know, is he Joel Embiid the MVP guy? Because if he isn't, they ain't going. They ain't going to win the title. They ain't going to win the title playing, you know, and and, and Tobias is is playing great. He's going to have to keep doing that. And Simmons is, you know, other than the shot, which it's always going to be other than the shot, is playing really well. So I mean. I, I don't know. I mean, this is why Maury gets the big bucks, man. I mean, the the interesting name I heard, and I don't know, was M- Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Who I think would be awesome. Yeah, he would but be pretty good. I don't know how you him. get him. I, you know, I don't know how you do no, that. You want to talk about swim for the fences. I mean, that is. Yeah. Well, what was the other guy? Wasn't there a guy? Alonzo Ball. Yeah, but I keep hearing his name mentioned. Matias something or um. Well, oh, there, there's the, there, there's. Uh, there's also Norman Powell from Toronto. Yeah, that wasn't the name. It was it was another name, and Anthony was all high that he could be a decent pickup without giving up a lot. Um, there was talk of Wayne Ellington. There was talk about Wayne Ellington. Um, I don't want Wayne Ellington. I mean, look, I don't even know what Wayne Ellington's doing right now. I mean, it's you know, it, it, I, I just I don't you know I I I I, I think. Yeah, I mean, may, look, maybe Wayne Ellington comes in and helps and doesn't cost you anything. Like I said, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's know. a fine line between going overboard and doing nothing. Well, and if you do nothing and it falls apart, then you're damned too. Well, sure. They, 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 look, right now, if you said to me right now, are the Sixers winning the championship? I'd have to say no, you know, because I know Philadelphia. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, am I going to bet all my money on yes or no? I'm going to bet no. So, but that being said, they could. And, again, if, if you don't do anything, people will say, well, you should have done something. 
if you do something and it doesn't work out, and then they're going to say, well, you shouldn't have done that. So, you know, and, and whatever move they make, I guarantee if they get Lowry, people will be saying, that's it. We got it. You know, okay, fine. Let's let's play the rest of the games and see what happens. And, and maybe Lowry is the difference. Maybe uh, Oladipo is the difference, although I don't see Houston doing that. But, you know, maybe Maury makes them such a deal that they can't turn it down. I don't know. And then you got, like I said, you got to make money add up, which is which is the hard part of all this, unless you did like a three-way deal or something to somehow make it work. But if you said to me, like, would you give up two number ones, and the Sixers are in a position where they can do that, would you give up two number ones and Maxi for Oladipo? I would. I would. Now, I don't know if Houston would. Houston probably would want more than that. Max, but, uh, I mean, in fact, I'm reading Woj's up, update here. Uh, mobile teams looking at Oladipo as a rental. Rockets believe they could get back real value for the former All-Star. Sure. You know, I mean, just de- look, if you're Houston, you're going to get the, the most you can for him. Um, Aaron Gordon's another name that's been talked about. Yeah. But again, you know, it, are, are there different values you would put on Lowry, Oladipo, Gordon in terms of what you're going to give up? I just don't want to split this team up. I'll be honest. Um, the one guy that I'm kind of leaning on, nah, no thanks. And I know I'm in the minority on this is Lonzo Ball. Um, I wouldn't take Lonzo Ball. I don't want Lonzo Ball. I don't want Lonzo Ball because Lonzo Ball is basically what you have in Ben Simmons in a sense of no. guy guy who's not, not a great shooter. No, I don't want Lonzo Ball. I mean, he could see the floor. He's a great playmaker. I, I just don't. I don't know. I, I, I almost wonder if the baggage that goes with Lonzo Ball, and it's not as much as it was a couple of years ago, but it's still there. You're going to have to give something up for him, too. I mean, they're not. you ain't going to get him for nothing. Um, And he's probably got a contract coming up in another year or so. Um, You know, where you're probably going to have to – he's going to want real money. Um, I don't know. I, 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 nobody has an answer. And meanwhile, they just keep winning. Yeah. Which, which is the fun. But, but this goes back to, if James Harden hadn't went to the Nets, we might not even be having this discussion. No, because you would think, all right, well, they're set up to make them run with this group. They don't have, yeah. Now it's an arms race. The Nets, James Harden going to the Nets changed everything because the Nets, I never thought the Nets were going to be, I, I thought they were going to obviously be better. But I always thought Durant, you know, I didn't know what Durant was going to give him, and he was playing well when he played. Oh, and that's I mean, still, and that's still a big question. That's still a thing. But they're winning. They're winning without him. They've won like fifteen or last seventeen or whatever. I mean, so yeah, and they won in Portland last night, and they get Utah tonight. Exactly. So I mean, I, I, I'm sitting there and saying, okay, so maybe if they don't have Durant, or, or they could still win. Who knows? You know, I mean, who knows? But Harden. I mean, to be honest with you, right now I think it's it's Harden or Embiid for the MVP. Um, you know, and I'm not sure Harden hasn't meant as much to that team. And by as, the um, and by the way, Giannis is also out with a left knee injury. So you have LeBron, Giannis, Davis, a- AD. Yeah. Durant. I mean, yeah, that's this is why this is why I think Utah has a better chance than people think. But you know. Yeah, maybe the Clippers too. I mean, I haven't been paying, I haven't been paying attention to the West as much. But to me, and, and what it does is, let's say LeBron and AD come back, you know, and they're and they're healthy and they're ready to go. And now all of a sudden, the Lakers are like the fifth seed. I will say Utah, since 
since going twenty four and five, the start yeah, is only they six. haven't played well. No, I know they're six and six. I mean, yeah, okay. And every team is going to have stretches like that. They also play like one home game in a month. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if the the Lakers, it looks fairly good now. The Lakers are probably going to end up being like a six seven seed. Well, I won't go that far, but yeah, I know it. Yeah, they, they're only they were, Kevin. They were only three games ahead of the six seed, like like three days ago. Yeah, right now, right now they're to four, but they're two and a half. How many games are they ahead of six? Six is two and a half. Okay, that's what I said. That's what I just said. Right. Well, LeBron and AD ain't playing for the next three weeks, at least. He's got a high ankle sprain. High ankle sprains are bitches. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, two and a half games. That could be a week and a half. You could be in. You could be the seventh seed for crying out loud. You know, and then all of a sudden you're the second seed, and you got to open with the Lakers. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you could be Phoenix and end up with the Lakers in the first round. Yeah, that would not be good. You won't be favored. I mean, assuming that LeBron and AD were healthy, which I am i can't assume that. I mean, AD hasn't played in a month. Well, here's the thing, too. If you're to... By the way, they are four games up on the seventh seed as of this point, which is San Antonio. Okay. Right. Um, and you want to avoid the seven and eight this year because of the yeah, new playoff you're format. Yeah, Mm-hmm. That you're in a play, you're in a you're in a, like a tournament, a little mini tournament, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, the La- it is not beyond the realm of comprehension that the Lakers could be seven seed. Yeah, I, I I would think they'd probably finish in the top six, but you're right. I don't think it's beyond right. The realm so I mean, think just it. think about that. What that does to I mean, they were the favorite to win the whole thing like three weeks ago. And when LeBron gets healthy and if Davis gets healthy and they're right, and which is always a big if when you have a high ankle sprain and when you have what uh, the Achilles injury, what, what Davis has, and Davis always seems to be hurt in some way. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, that that's like, but getting back to the Sixers, I, I, I think the one thing that people have to understand, if they get home court in the, in the playoffs, that's great. It's wonderful. Okay. I'm actually feeling more confident that they could win a game. Uh, yeah, they can win a series where they don't have home court in the, in like the East Final. Because this team seems different. Remember how last year they had all these road issues? And yeah, but the road's going to be a little different this year because you're only going to have half filled stadiums. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. The problem if you don't have the, 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 home, the home thing is game seven. You have no, you have no, well, look, you probably have to win two road games because mm-hmm. you can't just assume you're going to go three and oh at home, mm-hmm. but you're going to win a game on the road. Like that's what everybody says. They say, well, if we can steal a game, that's fine. You can go to New Jersey and win a game or Brooklyn, whatever. But if Brooklyn comes here and wins a game, that means you got to win twice in Brooklyn, probably. So, you know, that's where it gets a little, you know, dicey. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I'm not saying I don't I'm not going to say they can't win in Brooklyn if Brooklyn has a home court or if Milwaukee has a home court. No, just yeah. like I wouldn't say if Miami's better at that point and they got a home court against Miami. I'm, I'm not saying that Miami couldn't beat them. Christ. Why not? Miami went to the finals last year. You know, it's uh, but they do have the best record. I mean, you know, they, I, I mean, amazingly, we keep talking like this. And then you look at the standing, and you're like, "Oh, okay, you know, it's you know, it is what it is." I'm I, these last week, week and a half, whatever they play, they've impressed me a lot. I know they haven't played all great teams, I know that, 
But still, they you know they, yeah. they won that game against New York the other night, even when they tried to screw it up. Um, and New York, there's there's a team. I'm not sure I'd want to play New York in the playoffs. Well, no, because they play such ugly ball. I mean, <laughs> and they'll, yeah, and they'll beat you up, and and every game's going to be fairly close. And 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 they take you know I mean I'm not saying they would lose to the Knicks I don't mean that no I'm just saying is you know it could be a six game series but of all the teams of all the teams in the East the team that has the lowest defensive yield in other words teams with points per game scoring the fewest is the Knicks the Knicks yeah. are only allowing 105 a game so yeah what did the Sixers allow 109.4 yeah I mean that's and you the know, Sixers are averaging 115. Yeah, I lay. Look, they're they're a good team. They have a good coach. Okay, so you know it's it, it, it's they could win it. You know, they I think they they you know if the team that they have right now, depending upon what other teams do, or Durant's injury or whatever, I think they could get out of the East. So, um, so but what? Then again, maybe so not. Before we move on. What's your gut instinct tell you? What what do you think happens tomorrow? I I think Maury's going to do something. I just don't know. And again, I think he's handcuffed a little because I think what teams are going to try to get out of him is players, in addition to draft picks. And I just don't yeah, think because they're draft than, they're draft picks. Maxi, I just like like if you said to me look. They can get Oladipo. Okay, let's say you, you can get Oladipo, and the Rockets want Maxi, two first rounders, and Thibel or or Shake. Let's say Shake. It's just for sake of argument. I would I would seriously think about doing that. The problem is, you better sign Oladipo. Yeah, you better. Because if you do that and don't sign him, and don't win the championship. You know, it, that's, I mean, that's going to look, um, and I don't know how you can talk to him about signing before, you, I don't think you can do that. Oh, before you make, you make talk the deal? You can't, no. I mean, I, I don't, you know, but I think Oladipo's that good that I would think about doing that because then you're, you're basically trading Thibel or Shake for Oladipo. Now, you you got to do that. Um, and if Maxi becomes a, a really good player three or four years from now, hey, you gotta live with it. That's and the draft picks, you know, if you're a good team, the draft picks are gonna be in the high twenties anyway. So, well, and that's the thing. Like, it's not like there's any lottery picks that the Sixers could trade. Um, no, it's not even like they have picks down the road that are first round picks that, from other teams that they could trade. Nope. That's why I've always wondered about draft picks. Like when people, like to me, I would always trade my second round pick. Somebody wants my second round pick. Hey, it's yours. Here, take it. Like when, 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 and that was the problem I had with Hinky. Hinky had like 10 second round picks every year. He loved them. And I'm like, and I'm like, nothing's going to happen with those 10 second round picks. No. You know, he's going to wind up trading half of them. Now, every once in a while, a second round pick turns out to be a good player. I get it. But most of the time, nah, not so much. So that to me is currency. Yeah, you, you get rid of that. I don't really care. Um, but if you can bring Oladipo in, you know, and I, I guess, I mean, like I said, it's two guys that. You, I mean, if Lowry's go, out there, you got to make a run at him. You do. Who's out there? If Lowry is out there, if Lowry is up for trade. Yeah. But again, Kevin. And sincere that he won't. Let me ask you a question. Who would you rather have, Oladipo or Lowry? Lowry. No, see, I, I disagree with that. I, I think Oladipo is a legitimate. I love Lowry. 
Don't get me wrong. And if you're just talking about this year, you might be right. But I'm just talking about Oladipo's 28 years old. He's a legitimate player who can, if you put him alongside Simmons, that can't hurt you. Um, and I'm just afraid. But neither one of them are, are guaranteed to be with you next year. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a really, that's a tough thing to do if you're the Sixers. And you know that Houston's going to play hardball. You know Toronto's going to play hardball. They're not going to, they're not trying to help you. Um, and that's the well, thing. Especially like, Houston. How desperate, how desperate can you get? That's that's basically what this is going to come down to. Especially Houston. Houston, I just don't see them being able to no. pull a deal with Houston. Unless the Sixers give him an offer that the guy sits there and says, you know what? We ain't resigning this guy. So we can get this. Let's do it. The problem is if other teams get into the bidding war, which I think is going to happen, you know, then if the Sixers in Miami are bidding for Lowry, that's a problem. You know, who who is Brogdon on now? Who what team is he on? Uh Brogdon is on Sacramento? No, they trade him to Sacramento, but that fell through, right? Yeah, is it Indiana? That's right. He's on Indiana. And Indiana's been a disappointment this year. Yeah, they're still in the playoff hunt, though. I know they are. I get it. I get it. And I don't know what his contract situation is. I'm not sure. Although I don't think he's a free agent. I'm not I'm not 100% sure of that. But again, you know, if I'm Indiana, I'm sitting there, okay, you know, maybe Miami calls me. I mean, maybe I, I you know, it's not just about the Sixers going out and doing something. No, they you, have to, have, something you have to have a dance. You have to have a dance partner. Right, but what I'm saying is, but another team could outbid them, so to speak. Yeah. And that's the problem is I don't think the Sixers are dealing from a position of strength. I really don't. I mean, other than the fact that they're going to say, okay, we'll give you two first-round picks, and the team's going to sit there and go, well, yeah, but they're going to be number 28 and 30, uh, or if you win a chance, you know, whatever. Not that Miami's picks are going to be great, maybe, either, or, or whatever. And, um, you know, uh, and, and then what can we give you off our bench? And somebody could come to you and say, we'd really like Danny Green. And you're like, oh, okay. And then, you know, okay, maybe trading Danny Green, you can get away with it. I, I don't know this. But to me, right now, as this team is constructed, Danny Green's a, a you know a fairly important piece. Um, I mean, Seth Curry hasn't even played the last couple games, and they've been able to win. It's remarkable when you think about it. And Danny now Green's played, a guy who's been they, who's won championships. They've played lesser opponents in a way. Well, but Kevin, I, I still what I'm saying is, but Seth Curry, who you would think with Embiid being out, would be a guy you'd be counting on to get 15 a night. Yeah. He didn't even play. Um, which means Danny has to, is being asked to do a little bit more. Um, again, it, this is the questions they have to ask themselves. What they're willing to part with, for whom, and once they make their minds up that we're willing to give this, we're willing to give that, then you got to go try to do it. Um, but I don't know because I'm not sitting in their war room. I mean, for all I know, um, the coach might be sitting there going, you know, I don't mind the makeup of this team. Now, his public comments have been a little different than that. His public comments have been, you know, don't worry about team chemistry. We'll figure that out. You know, if we make a move, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, you're going to mess the chemistry of the team up. I I, I think Doc is open to, to making moves because I think there's something in the back of their mind to say we aren't quite there. We yeah. don't quite have enough. And how can we how can we change that? Um. You know, it's hey, look, you'll know, you'll know in less than twenty four hours. So, yeah. Um, uh, let's let's go to the uh, college game. One, 
What's your thoughts on the? Well, first you, you haven't told me who the Flyers are going to trade for to make their team better. Well, I don't. I, they may be. They may be in sell mode. Yeah, I don't think that's what the GM said. Though. No, he didn't say. He said no today. But you know, look, another two weeks like this before the deadline. What would? How would this town react if they start selling? Woo. I, I think it depends on who they who we're talking about. Well, if they got rid of Voracek, even though you know. In all fairness, Voracek hasn't played horrible this year. It's just his contract sucks. Yeah. Um, I think people. I, I know guys are really be, be, big be careful. Guy. He, be, he wants Voracek gone. I. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't. He, he knows more hockey than me. I, I don't know. I mean, Jake Voracek is a great player for a team that is has great players. Has great players. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I, I don't think I don't think he could be the centerpiece of a team. Their defense is not good. No, no, and I mean their goalie save percentage is is horrible. It's but, just horrible. And you know the strange part is like people are saying, well, Cardi Hart's going to be a bust at all. Yeah, you know, he may have a bad year, but other guys have bounced back. So I'm not. Well, when Alec Boehm has a bad year this year, you know, people will be saying the same thing about him. I mean, it is it, Carter Hart's 21 or 20 or whatever the hell Carter Hart is. Carter Hart's played in major. He in, might stink this year. He makes it. He's got 10, 12. 15 years ahead of him, I think his career is going to go down. I'm not saying he's going to win cups. I'm not going to say he's going to win Vezinas. But I don't think he's going to be like this his whole career. That's just me. I I think it's just one of those things. You know, he, he lost confidence somehow, somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he'll be like uh, he'll be like Carson Wentz and has to get traded because the organization let him down. Yeah. How about that? How about that? And staying on the sideline in Green Bay, Green Bay deciding what you want to do. Way to go, Carson. Yeah, I'll take my $40 million, I'll take my $130 million, but I, I, I want to go somewhere. I want to go somewhere. I, I, the thing is, Kevin, wh- wh- whoever, look, maybe the Eagles were wrong in this. Oh, I, I think they were wrong to a certain degree. But I'm not going to sit here and defend up. the Eagles, but. But grow up. Carson Wentz got, yeah, but look at it. In the final analysis, he got, got exactly wanted. what he wanted. He did exactly. He did exactly. He got traded to the team he wanted to get traded to. He got, yeah, he got. He got, he got to pick money. a spot. He hey, got to pick the coach the he wants. To Carson, and, and by the way, Philadelphia really wasn't a great place to play, huh? Okay, whatever. Good, uh, good for him. He got exactly what he wanted, and that's the way it is. Sometimes players have when they have that. You know, the more I think about the whole thing, I wish the Eagles had just said to him, "We're not trading you. You're coming back next year." And you're going to fight for the job. We're going to have a quarterback competition. And and even said to him, maybe to a degree, we think you are our quarterback. That's why we gave you $130 million, but you were playing so goddamn bad for 12 games we had to bench you and grow up and just just call his bluff and see see what would happen. You know who Carson Wentz is? Would he he, he have held out? Carson Wentz is the kid at Little League who pouted and got everything he wanted. Yeah. But the bad part is he got everything he wanted. Yep. That's the bad part. He didn't suffer through any of this. No. No, he got he got the he got the ditch. Sort of rooting against him, or I hate Carson Wentz. I don't mean it that way. He's just. I think he was a, a fish out of water here. He's a North Dakota guy. You know, he'll he'll be much better off in Indianapolis, provided he plays well and they win. But I mean, it, 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 he won't be under the scrutiny and all that. But I mean, Jesus, God, because they benched you because you were the worst quarterback in the league, and and I just think it goes back to when they drafted Jalen in the first place. Um, but you know, grow up, play better. I know, I know the team around you wasn't that good. I get it, 
But my God, it's just you there's know. been a lot of great quarterbacks who had really shitty teams around them. I hate it somehow. when people try to paint themselves as the victim. Mm-hmm. He was not the victim here. He was not the victim. He brought a lot of this upon himself. Did the Eagles bring some of it upon him? Sure they did. You know, they had injuries. They had, they drafted poorly. You know, I get all that. But if he had played even average, they would have never benched him. You know, and I still think that bringing Jalen Hurts in two plays a game was the worst thing the Eagles could have ever done. I, I, I they, they thought they were being smart and they were being the Saints, you know, and they were bringing Taysom Hill in and, you know, we're going to make these three big plays a game. And that, that just was they, – they look stupid doing that. But you know what? It's over. I can't it, – it's done with. It's, it's you know. Well, can, can I ask you one more Eagles question before I, I sure. uh, before yeah, I hit the buzzer it. and I don't I, – I vow not to talk to the Eagles until draft week? Well, that won't last, but that's you'll, – you'll be talking greeny on draft week. Christ. Um, did you see, see – real quick, did you see Mel Kuyper's last draft? They had, he had Kyle Pitts going to the Eagles, right? Four – no, no, no. Four quarterbacks, the first four picks. That's what brings two, the, the eyeballs trades, to the set, Mike. Two <laughs> trades, and Kyle Pitts went fifth. So whoever the team drafted had the Eagles. The Eagles got the receiver from LSU. But then as somebody pointed out on, on whatever, um, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Draft only got six picks right last year. So <laughs> I don't know what that means, Kevin. You can draw your own conclusions. Okay, so what were you going to ask me? What did Joe Flacco do that deserved a hundred percent raise from last year? You got me. By, I heard Andrew Brandt trying to explain it on. Um, was there really a market for John Joe Johnson. Flacco? He, just said it, he said it was the market. He said the market. Really? Who else well, was bidding for Joe Flacco? Well, he just said that backup quarter. He, he was trying to explain it. I wasn't really buying into it, and he said he didn't necessarily agree with it. But he, it's almost like you're bidding against yourself. He could make seven million dollars. Look, I think Joe Flacco stunk when he was at the when he was at Denver. I think Joe Flacco basically has been an ordinary quarterback for most of his career, but he won a Super Bowl and he played well for you know. You take the last five years of Joe Flacco's career, really. I mean, but again, I'm not. You know. By the way, uh, Cincinnati is directly ahead of the Eagles. Okay, well they had they had the the they have for Pitts and they have Chase. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know what to tell you. I, I'm just saying is they felt they had to get a backup quarterback, and I guess if you looked around right now, I don't know who else was available. Like, I, I don't know what other guys were out there to fit that bill because a lot of them have been picked up, you know, uh, unless you're going to pick up Alex Smith maybe, and I don't know if you want to do that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know, Kevin. I Look, look if Jalen Hurts... The, the way somebody explained it today on ESPN was, well, you know, if Jalen Hurts gets hurt, it ain't the end of their season. Yes, it is. I mean, first of all, their season isn't expected to be all that anyway. No. But, okay, so if Jalen Hurts is playing really well after six or eight games and the Eagles are doing better than they thought, and then he goes down, Joe Flacco saving your season? Well, I heard, I heard one of the apologists, and I'm not going to name names. Uh, last night uh, on the way home for my game. And um, the apologist goes, well, you know, it's it's legitimate competition against Jalen Hurts. Really? That's bullshit. It's Joe Flacco. Bullshit. It's fucking Joe Flacco. It's Part bullshit. of my language, it, but... Yeah, it's, it's... Look, they can paint it any way they want. 
and here's Joe part. Flacco and here's part two of this. A, okay, he has not been a good quarterback now. For he's, he's not young. He and I, look, Joe Flacco may play really well next year if God forbid he gets the opportunity. And I don't think people want to see him get the opportunity because that wouldn't be a good sign. But come on. And Mike, here's part two of this. Okay, Jalen Hurts plays one style. Okay, that we know of right now. Yeah, Joe Flacco plays exactly. I know. He's I a know. statue. Right. Like, literally, like, they have the statue outside of Nick Foles. That statue has more mobility than Joe Flacco. But again, though, Kevin, the one thing we don't know is you got a new coaching staff. We don't know how they're going to use Jalen Hurts. They may not be using him like Kyler Murray. I, I mean, yeah, you a little bit of that, but I don't know what their style of play is going to be. Now, I think it's a mistake if you make Jalen Hurts a drop-back pocket quarterback. That's me. But, you know, Seattle did that with Wilson, and I'm not comparing Hurts to Wilson. I'm just saying when Wilson came out, people weren't sure how good he was going to be. He was a third-round draft pick. Mm -hmm. And he turned out to be, you know, first people thought he was going to be like a Kyler Murray-type player. He's going to run a lot. He's going, And he's turned into a really good pocket passer. Um, So we got to see how this new coach – you know, we're not hearing – I mean, we, we won't know to August probably, you know, how they're going to try to play. But I agree with you. I mean, I'm just not sold on Joe Flacco and any money. If, the, if you told me they got Joe Flacco for a million, I, I'd be like, okay, they got him for a million. But, you know, if Joe Flacco's coming into the game in week seven, I'm not sitting there going, oh, well, okay, you know. I, but I don't know what the other answer would have been. Like, I don't know – you know, do you bring Foles back? I mean, do you do, could they have signed um, the guy from Miami that went to Washington? I mean, they're all going to cost more money, and the Eagles are kind of salary cap strapped. You know, you you couldn't have probably been given Fitzpatrick. What did Fitzpatrick get for Washington? But he's going to be their starter. Right? He's going to be their starter. Okay, but let's say you went out and got I'm just trying to think of a bad name here. I don't know. Um, Marcus Mariota. Right. You would have had to pay Marcus Mariota more than that, right? And, you know, it's strange. Like, yeah, you're right. I I, I can't. You don't have. We keep forgetting this because of all the money they've saved over the last three or four weeks. They still don't have a lot of money. No. So the, every decision they make, like I hear every day, they'll say, well, the Eagles are in with this guy. And I'm like, they ain't going to sign that guy. Like, how are they going to sign that guy? Because they're going to offer him $8 million and some other team's going to offer him fifteen. I mean. And it's not, really? an, it's not an attractive place for a guy who wants to go win. Who may yeah, take money, a discount. Money, Matt, look. If you no. take Juju Schuster and you say, Juju, you can go to Eagles and they ain't going to win crap for a couple years, you're going to make $15 million. Or you can go to this team that's got a chance to win the Super Bowl and make 10 Juju's taking the 15 Come on. I mean, that's the way the world works. These big guys can talk all they want about. Yeah, in some cases, that's uh, do you, true. Do you, I, I mean, I was just going to say, look at everybody on Tampa Bay. A lot of them could have got a lot more. That's different. Right, more. Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay. No. Jalen Hurts is in Philadelphia. It's a big difference, Kevin. No, you, you, Mike, and that's what I'm saying. You're not in a situation yeah. where guys are going to take a discount because you believe you're on the verge of winning a title. No, but I, what I'm saying to you is... You're going to have to pay a, a premium cases, to get them to come here. It doesn't matter if you're on the verge of winning a title. If the money is substantially more, you because your shelf life as an NFL player is usually so short that you have to take the money. Mm-hmm. You just do. I'm not blaming anybody for taking what they're offering. You know, your knee could get it, go out tomorrow. Especially you know, in that done. league. Yep. So, you know, but the Eagles just, I, I just find this hilarious. That in the, and, and apparently they, they, 
they made, they signed that safety that everybody seems to think was a fairly good signing, um, you know, for what they have to give. And they're trying to do the best they can. And, and this is one thing Howie's usually pretty good at. You know, he's trying to piece together low-priced free agents, you know, to, to fill in your team. But you know and I know they ain't winning the championship. Look, best-case scenario next year, best case, they win like nine games, everything goes right, Jalen plays great, and they're in the division hunt. Okay, that's that's wonderful. But they ain't winning the Super Bowl. They ain't, you know, they, they, they ain't making a run in the playoffs. So as long as we understand that going in, they might not be a four-win team, but they're not going to be a 12-win team. So, you know, I, I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts, man. I'm I rooting for him, too. I, I Yeah, let, let the kid play great. And you know what's going to happen in Philadelphia? I swear to God, our luck. You watch it. Jalen will be playing great. He'll be playing better than everybody, and he'll get hurt. You watch. Because his style of play, you know, guys get hurt. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to move on to the uh, NCAA tournament. First of all, your initial reaction to what you saw uh, this weekend? It was, look, it was a good weekend. It was, um, um, it was everything that you, you kind of hoped the first weekend is. Um, there was, you know, we didn't know how the bubble was going to affect some teams. And look, I don't know if the bubble had to do with Ohio State losing or Illinois. I think Illinois' loss was mostly because the NCAA tournament committee couldn't seed Loyola correctly, that but that's correct. okay. Um, and but the bottom line is, you still have three one seeds alive. I think you have two two seeds still left, and Houston should have lost to Rutgers. Um, you know, so yeah, you still have three number ones, and the chances are that probably two of them will probably get to the final four. That's usually about right. You know, we there's very few years where you have no number ones, and there's very few years where you have three number ones. You know, it's usually that one or two get in there and that's probably you know i haven't looked at all the brackets and studied and but you know gonzaga i i, I still have the same feeling gonzaga is the best team somebody's gonna have to beat gonzaga i think baylor now they look like they've got their mojo back a little bit i think they're the second best team and michigan's probably the third best team even with the kid being injured um i'll tell you the team that that that, that I, I don't have a feel for but they they alabama yeah they're pretty good they hit the, they hit a ton of threes yeah, I mean, and I couldn't, you know, like I said, Alabama doesn't play basketball, so, you know, what the hell? But, um, yeah, and, and look, there, there'll, there'll be a couple upsets this weekend. I'm sure of it, because there always is. But the, the upsets always seem to stop. They, 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 the, the further you go along in the tournament, the less upsets you usually have. Doesn't happen every year. And like I said, this is the first year they're going to have a tournament in one site for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the hell impact. I mean, look, Villanova's still playing. Creighton's still playing for crying out loud. How the hell Creighton? But hey, look. Well, Creighton, Creighton benefited with being in the same bracket as Virginia, who was. Yeah, but you still have to win the game. Look, Philly oh, yeah, I'm in the same with Nova. Benefited from Purdue going down. Okay, fine. They might have beat Purdue. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter. You're still playing, and they got that very, very tough matchup with Baylor. And if they play the way they did against North Texas, or was it, was it North Texas? or North Texas, yeah. Yeah, okay. And look, I know, but they played well in that second game. They really did. The first game was more of a grinded out John Chaney type of game, you know, mm-hmm. will win ugly. Look, Baylor, I think Baylor's a tough, tough animal to beat. They're good. 
That kid coming yeah. off the bench, I love that kid. Well, look, the, I mean, the they, kid. They, they they play they play four guards who are just well, they have five, their top five scorers are all guards. Yeah, they're good with Butler and Teague and Mitchell and Flagler and Meyer and they just shoot the three so well. They they. I, I saw this game in Myrtle Beach yeah, you last did. season and. At the time, look, nobody really knew about Baylor. And Tony Leodore and I looked at each other and we go, you know what? They're pretty good. And Tony said to me, he goes, I think they can win the Big 12. And I'm like, okay, well, and they did. I think they beat Kansas for the regular season title. For, like yeah. the first time Kansas hadn't won that in like 12 years. And they're different teams. I mean, they're not the same teams. They're you know, they're a little different, but they're basically kind of the same teams. And, I, yeah, Villanova will be the underdog. But as I always say, would it be the biggest upset? No way. I think Villanova has a puncher's chance. You know, give them about 20, 25% chance of winning. But if they play like they did, they got contributions from a lot of people. And that's what they're going to need. Because if Baylor's guards dictate the game, then they're in trouble. Yeah. Because they're that good. Um, I mean, it helps the jail have a full week to get ready. I mean, it, it does balance out some of the... the because Jay, I think, will look at this and he'll come up with a plan. They're, they may not work... But he'll come up yeah, with a play. Jay hasn't lost in his last two Sweet 16 games. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just saying. He hasn't lost in the Sweet 16 since 2008. He hasn't lost in his last three Sweet 16 games. The two title teams in 09, they won. Oh, you're right. The- you're right. You're right. Three. You're, you're right. You're right. Um, he, lost in, he lost in 08. He won in 06. And he lost in 05. And I mean, I think Scott Drew is a good coach. Um, yeah, but Jay's got, Jay's got two rings. And so. Jay knows how to handle this stuff. And Jay Jay with a full week gives him a you're right, a puncher's chance. But I don't think the talent is there to to move forward. This might not be about Jay. No. I, I don't no it's gonna be is, the Jimmy's and the Joes. I mean No, no, no. But I don't think what I'm saying is I don't think it's well Jay's got Jay's a better coach than than Drew. He may he probably is. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm he's obviously got two rings. I don't know. Drew must be a pretty good coach. Maybe he'll have two rings someday, but it's it's going to be more about the players. It's I a, mean, Jay can sit there and diagram thing. all he wants, right? And he can sit there. But you're playing now. You're playing a really good team that was either one or two most of the year, two most of the year, I guess. This is a really this is you know the three step up games to me would be Michigan, Gonzaga, and Baylor, and you're getting one of them. So it is what it is. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and say they don't have a chance. No, you know I think that would Cole, be silly too. I mean, if Cole Swider hits. Two or three threes. If um, you know, obviously Robinson Earl is going to have to have a really good game. Samuels is going to have to play pretty high, and uh, the, their guards, you know, Moore's going to have to have a good game, and and you're going to have to get something out of Arch. And I just don't know if they could get all that. Well, especially the Arch part, and get and I, you know, these guards are good, and and if I'm Drew, I'm attacking Villanova's guards. Like I'm saying, okay, guys, you know, Gillespie ain't playing. You know, I'll give Robinson Earl his 20, mm-hmm. 25. And um, and then they got that kid coming off the bench, that white kid who's just, I mean, he's like a game changer. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's, look, it's a tough assignment. But you know what? I mean, Jay's been on the opposite end of this game. No, oh, well, no sure. really, you know, really, Jay hasn't. Because he, he hasn't been, a, um, well, yeah, I guess in 16 and 18 he was, right? West they Virginia. West Virginia in in um in eighteen. 18. That was a one five game. Uh, Played Miami four, in sixteen game, and in sixteen they they were the two, it was a two 
two, three game. They beat uh, they beat the crap out of Miami. Yeah, and that was a pretty good Miami team. Yeah, but that was a bit better Villanova team than this too. I I would say here's the other part on this, and, and, and you know this is this is going to sound like a hollow guarantee, but if Villanova beats Baylor, they will be going to the Final Four. They will beat either Arkansas or Earl Roberts. Well. I mean, I mean you would think they would be all. I don't know a lot about Arkansas, but I think they're pretty good. Oral Roberts is obviously, you know, an aberration, but they're here. So I mean, I, I would not disagree with that. Although I think if they played Arkansas, you know, it might be tough to get back up after beating Baylor. You know, because if they beat Baylor, they're gonna feel like they won the championship. I mean, you know, let's face it. Um the, the thing to me is Baylor likes to play in the eighties. I'm not sure. The, I know last game they scored a lot of points. I, I different I, animal. This, this game real different animal that game was. Like the Kansas game was in 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 16. 16. It has to be like that first round game was when they played. Um, who knows, Winthrop. When they beat uh, uh, um, what was the team? Everybody thought Winthrop. Winthrop. It's got to be one of them dirty games. You know that that 65, 63, and I'm not sure. They can do that to Baylor. I don't think so either. And but you know, hey, look, maybe Villanova has a night where they shoot fifty-two percent. You know, and they're hitting threes all over. We know they're a good foul shooting team. So you know, and and look, they probably have to play from ahead because if they're down six at halftime, it's going to be tough. It, it's because Baylor's that good. And you, I think, what if you're a Villanova fan, you have to hope two things. You're going to be. This is obvious, but. You play one of your better games, and they did play a good game the last time out. Mm-hmm. And you have to hope Baylor's a little bit off because if Baylor plays its A game, you can get you, ain't, you, you ain't can get steamrolled. Yeah, you might not get steamrolled, but you ain't winning the game. If Baylor plays its A game, you're going to lose. You know that that's just it's like if you play Gonzaga, and Gonzaga plays, you ain't winning the game. If you, if you're a Villanova. You know, if you're a Baylor or a Michigan, maybe you could win that game. But, you know. Uh, but they're still playing. It's great. Like two weeks ago, everybody was they had them, you know, they were saying Hail Mary's over them. They're still playing. That's great. That is great. All right. So let me run down the rest of these brackets. In the West, is anybody beating Gonzaga? They Creighton and the winner of USC, Oregon, to go to the Final Four. Uh, well, Oregon's been playing real. I, I mean, no, no, I'm, no. I'm going to say no because I just don't think those are. There, there's only a few teams that I think can beat Gonzaga, and I don't think I, I know. I, I'm, I I would be shocked if Creighton beat them. I really would. I would too. Uh, I'm just not sure. I, I think the I think you hey, look USC played pretty well, and they got the big seven footer. I think I think Oregon Oregon benefited from having. I don't want to say benefited. That's not the right word, but. Having the no contest against VCU, they caught an Iowa team that just played no defense. You think? Uh, yeah, and um, you know, and, and and they let Garza kind of run free, but took everybody else out. Yeah. Um, I I think Oregon's not as good as they looked on on Monday, so I would say USC probably advances in that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see either one. I mean, they played each other obviously because they play in the same conference. So I mean. Yeah, it's a yeah. rare conference in the Sweet there'll be, 16. There'll be no secrets. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's the West. In the East, Michigan and Florida State, maybe the game of the Sweet 16. I love this game, and I, I think Florida State yeah, Florida, Michigan. Florida State's not bad. Um, 
I still think if Michigan plays, despite the and I, I think that kid's still hurt. Um, I I really like Michigan. I mean, but again, they're not they're not a hundred percent whole. And Florida State's not bad. I mean, you no. Know, and Leonard and Leonard all, so. gets and Leonard gets a lot out of his teams. I don't think they're yeah. that super talented, but they. Leonard Hamilton really has a way of just at this time of year getting his team. Now he hasn't gone to a Final Four. It wouldn't shock me, but I still I still think I would take Michigan. By the way, that's a rematch of the eighteen West Final, if I'm not mistaken, because that was the game Leonard came under all sorts of criticism for the way he handled the end game. Okay, uh, I, I don't re, I don't remember. Um, yeah, you say I was only I was only paying attention to Villanova at that point. Yeah, UCLA and Alabama. UCLA, look, McCronin's. Team's got no, a lot Mick of Rose done it the great, but but Alabama looks good, man. I yeah, mean, they do. And again, it, this is the stage of the tournament. I think where you know that the chalk starts being the chalk. But Alabama's never been here, too. You know, I mean, not that UCLA's been here a lot lately either. So I mean, I'm not going to say, but I mean, I'll root for Mick Cronin just because I like Mick when he was at Cincinnati. Um, but um, yeah. I, I, Alabama was this fifth seeded team in this tournament, and and they've played you know pretty well. But that could be a, that could be a decent game. The Midwest has been a dumpster fire, and so your Sweet Sixteen games are Loyola, Chicago, and Oregon State. Yeah, and Syracuse and Houston. And well, Oregon State's been on one of the best roles in the country. I mean, they really have because uh, they had to win the Pac twelve to get in the tournament. I love Loyola. I love the way they play. I, I Porter you know, Moser's really good as a I coach. I love what they did against Illinois. I mean, they just they outcoached Illinois to a T. So I will root for Loyola in that game. I, I will root for Loyola to get through the region. I mean, and on the other semi, uh, and on the other regional semi, I'll take Jim Beheim over Kelvin Sampson. I really will. I, I, I think well, Syracuse, well, look, Houston hasn't looked good. No, I mean, they should have. They, they should have lost, lost the Rutgers. Yeah, they should have lost the Rutgers. But sometimes, Kevin, in the tournament, you win a game like that. Um, and it kind of I've seen it a lot of times. Team wins a game it shouldn't have won. Butler in two thousand won a game they shouldn't or not Butler, Florida won a game they shouldn't have won over Butler, and then wound up getting to the championship game. Who was uh, it? Tipping tip in, in overtime. What was it? The Tyus uh-huh. Edney game. The UCLA. One in Boise against uh, somebody. Oh, yeah. Missouri, but, I guess it might have been. Yeah, but that wasn't like that was a legitimate play. Yeah, you're right. No, you're absolutely they right. Played like they played like crap that whole game team. and they ended up winning the title after it. Yeah, Tyus Edney went, yeah. went length of the court because Missouri couldn't guard. But uh, uh, but I'm just saying is, um, yeah, and, and, I, and look, and you know what? I'll probably be rooting for Syracuse, even though I, I liked Houston to go far in the tournament. Because why not? I'll root for Jim Bay. Yeah, and they're going to play that zone. Okay. And, you know his kid might go nuts. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Syracuse beating Houston. I don't even know what the line is, but I'll bet you it's not that much. No, I bet you it's not that much. And I'll bet you it's like four points. It, it might be. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have my app here. I'll root for I'll root for Syracuse. Why not? I'll tell you what. For the American Conference, American Conference needs Houston to get the, to Monday or Tuesday night. I guess it would be Tuesday night. Sure they do. Sure they do. I mean, you know, just for. Yeah, since UConn's not in your conference anymore, they haven't done anything in the tournament, really. No. Um, you know, it's it, they're at a spot where they need it. And then obviously Baylor Nova. You're taking Baylor, I assume, right? I have to. I mean, you know, I I because I'd be a homer if I took Jay, but 
Like, again, would it shock me? It would surprise me. Wouldn't shock me. You know, because they played so well in their last game. But and then, Baylor looks like it has its mojo back. It just it just looks like it's that team that it was before COVID hit it. Yeah, they do. And Arkansas and Oral Roberts. I mean, Oral Roberts is a nice story, but we, we've learned over the years. I'll root for Oral Roberts. See, there's going to be an upset somewhere in, in, in the Sweet 16. There's going to be one or two upsets. I just don't know where they're going to be. I'll root for Oral Roberts. What the hell? I You know. Um, but Arkansas is probably the better. And again, Arkansas to me is like Alabama. You want to talk I about? Don't know anything, I don't know anything about any of those teams except they played in an SEC where Kentucky stunk. That's all I know. I know and you, they're still playing. I know you you laugh at me when I come up with theories like this, but you want to talk about irrational hate? Um, where you, you you hate something even though it makes absolute no sense why you hate it, right? Or hate somebody. I do not like Eric Musselman. Who is Arkansas's coach? See, I didn't even know that. Where where did he coach before that? Nevada. Okay, he yeah, is that I'm classic. Getting, he is the classic look at me guy. His dad obviously was uh, the former coach of the Timberwolves. That, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, right. Eric Musselman is that guy who he runs on top of the table, not the kids. He runs on top of the table and he mm-hmm. takes his shirt off and all that. Just sit down. It's not about you, damn it. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, look, I've always been the guy who thought Kelvin Sampson was the most one of the most overrated coaches for years and years. Oh, you're not years. A, you're not wrong That's on good. that. Dick Girardi, but, but Dick Girardi, my my good friend, says he's gotten better because I said, how come you? And he's done a really good job in Houston. Yeah, he has. He really, really has. It's not an easy place but, to win. I mean, to me, when you get caught cheating. And then they put you on some kind of double secret probation, and then you get caught again. Mm-hmm. Then that qualifies you to be one of the stupidest people walking the face of the earth, okay? Or or the most arrogant, whatever. And he got the, he, that happened to him. And if it hadn't happened to him, Scotty Reynolds would have never came to Villanova. But I go back to that Ryan Miner story from the mid nineties. Yep, when Temple played former uh, Oriole uh, farmhand Ryan o- Miner, Oklahoma. Yeah, they beat him like sixty-two to forty-two, which John always did. That, that, that was. And I saw Ryan Miner like three months later because he got drafted by the Phillies, third baseman. And I had to do the story. I'm down there. I said, hey, Ryan, what do you think of Temple's uh, zone? And he looked at me, and he's he, dead serious. He goes, yeah, you know, we didn't even know they were really playing zone until the second half. <laughs> and I'm like, now, wait a minute. Dude, he only plays a zone. Yeah. Now, this might have just been Ryan Miner not paying attention. Who the hell knows? But, I mean, come on. But he's uh, done a good job in Houston. And he, he really resurrecting that program uh, for the first time, you know, in 30 years or actually close to 40 years, 35 years. Um, so, you know, they're good. Houston's good. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to I think I'm going to root for Syracuse in that game. I really am. Um, I like it when Bayheim because everybody hates Bayheim. Yeah, they hate him. He's the he's the whiner. You know, he's this. He's that. He's like 77 now or whatever the hell he is. But there's a part of me that likes Jim. I, I, I don't know why. What part of the whining do you like? I I know he whines, and and I, and I think I've almost accepted it now. Oh yeah. Like you know, I, I just kind of say okay, that it's. But he he seems like, and his son's on this team. His son's pretty good. They look like they're having fun. I don't know. I I like teams that play zone, because nobody plays zone, and it's hard to play zone in the, in the era of the three point shot. But he does. And um, you know, and that's usually what their games come down to. Can I can I point out? Um, 
a moment of silence here for uh, for Bill Self, um, who yeah. you know is my one of my least favorite coaches in the world. Um, who absolutely once again his team was pantsed by USC the, uh, on Monday night, and I get it. He had the COVID stuff, and it was tough with that. But yeah, hey, look, there was we could go down a few coaches last weekend that got waxed. Mm-hmm. And one of them would be, a, a, you know, a good friend of ours. We would be hitting on, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to go there because right. right. every coach has bad, you know, whatever. So they, you know, and um, it, it, but look, I mean, yeah, Bill got Tony coached, Bennett. But, Tony Bennett got pantsed. Yeah, and he's gotten bounced twice in the first round in the last, last three, three, years. three tournaments. Title in between. So again, I, and he had COVID issues. Yeah. So you know, maybe we downplay the COVID issues because we don't. You know, we, we don't know. Um, so I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, there was a few things last week that, I mean, teams didn't just lose. They uh, lost. Teams got drilled. Yes. Um, and and then I think when you get drilled, everybody looks at it a certain way. Um, and, and when you only lose by six or seven, they say, ah, well, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was a good game. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah like we all. Always- nobody, nobody sheds any tears for Bill Self. No. When Bill Self gets drilled, and you know, and that's okay, you know. But, hey, look, Bill can laugh back at us all he wants because he's the guy making oodles and oodles. Yeah, as I said many times, he's one John Calipari screw up from not having any national from not in the Hall of Fame, right? And but then again, he won twelve straight Big Twelve titles. Now, is that a good thing? Is that a birthright of Kansas? I mean, I I, I don't know how to answer those questions. Um, do I think he's the worst? Let's be honest. No, do I think, do I think he's he's as good as some at his level? No, I don't think he is. But I'm not going to sit here and say he's a stupid idiot. And and you notice the teams that got blown out, the good teams that got blown out, most of them got blown teams. out because they played no defense, yeah, whatsoever. And it, it just behooves me that teams can get to this point and play. That's one thing I'll say about Jay's teams; they're going to play defense. Yeah. They might not always play it great. I, this team is not quick, right. which is a detriment against a team like Baylor. But they they go out and they try. Because if they don't try, Jay will kick their ass. You know? And I like teams like that. You know, I just like teams that go out there and they say, I don't, you know, teams, and I saw it in the Illinois game. You know, I saw it in the Ohio Yeah, Brad State Underwood. Game. Brad Underwood did not have a good game because they were deer in the headlights, absolutely. In the first 10 minutes of that game, they were. It was like they never watched a Loyola game film. Well, and look, I don't know if they were psyched out because they were playing their in-state rival and the in-state rival. I have no idea. Well, in, fair, in fairness to Illinois, they had nothing to benefit from in that game in the sense of if you win while well, you're beating up on a on the team yeah. in your well, This is what they had to benefit. They'd still be playing. Uh, exactly. And you know what? And when you're a number one seed and you're trying to win a national title, because most of the one seeds are thinking national title. That's what they're, you know, they're, they're a one seed. Mm-hmm. You're thinking national. And Illinois, as far as I know, has never won a national title. I don't think. They got to, they got to a couple Final Fours. Right. But I don't think they've ever won a national title. That yeah. would be a big deal. Get to a Final Four. How many Final Fours has Illinois been to? You know, um, I, there's, look, I, I, but again, we don't know how teams react to a bubble. Some teams are going to react better than others. So it's hard for me to judge this season. You know, because of that, I don't want to like throw people under the bus and say you stink because you, you know, Virginia and Kansas had COVID issues. Um, you know, 
I give everybody the benefit of the doubt that this is just a different kind of year and, you know, you do the best you can, I guess. I don't know. You're kinder and gentler on this than you No, I just, I, I think too many times we bury people, Kevin, and, and, and especially in college sports. You know, it's college sports. I mean, yeah. Did Kansas look like crap? Yeah. Did Illinois look like crap? Yeah. I mean, we go on down, and it's always the higher seeds who look like crap. We never say that an eight seed look like crap when they lose by 20 because they're only an eight seed. So I get all that, but it's a this whole season has been a different kind of season. You know, you got to judge it kind of on a curve, um, and that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, I was disappointed in the way Iowa played, but that's Iowa's MO. They're going to try to outscore you, yeah. and most of the time they do. So am I all of a sudden going to say Fran McCaffrey can't coach? No. I don't think so. But there might be somebody from Iowa who might call me and say, well, you know, he hasn't been, like, past the Sweet 16 or past the whatever. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they haven't been this. He's been there 11 years. I don't think they've been past the Sweet 16. But that's – I think we almost take for granted that, well, every coach has been at some point to pass the Sweet 16. No, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen at all. It's like, look, Jay Wright in the last 11 years has only been to three Sweet 16s. Yeah. I mean, think about that. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's, but I'm just saying, since 2009, that would be this would be the 11th season if my math 12th yep. season. Yep. This is his third Sweet 16. So, and he's had some great teams, but he's also had two teams that lifted trophies. You know that 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 covers a lot of. I mean, can you imagine if in 16 and 18, if for whatever reasons, let's say in 16 they had lost to Kansas, okay, which they could have. Let's say in 18, they lost to West Virginia in that third game, which they could have. Yeah, they blew it open late. What would we be saying about Jay right now this minute? Um, It wouldn't be be the same. Wouldn't be nearly the same. No, it wouldn't be the same. You would say you haven't even been to a Final Four since 2009, and, you know, you made one Final Eight. Yeah, but... I lost in the second round four times as a one or a two seed. Yeah, but you know what? I, I think I think people understand. Like, it's so much different with Nova than it is with some of the other schools we're mentioning. They don't have necessarily all the... But is that because we live... What I'm saying is that because we live in Philadelphia. Yeah. Because some of these other schools we're talking about, I don't know if Iowa has all the... the, the, the Look how much Calipari got... Michigan has or, or Indiana or I, I don't know. Look how much crap Calipari got this year for having one bad year. Jay had that well, bad year in t- 13. Yeah, that's they're they're off the rails. I mean, Carolina, Kentucky, Duke—they're all off the rails. What I'm saying is, if Jay Wright, if he had lost to Kansas in 16, which you know we would have just sat there and go, okay, that that, and had lost to West Virginia, which a lot of us thought that there was a chance that could happen. Yeah, and he was down 10 with 12 minutes. If he loses those two games, and we're now sitting here talking about Jay Wright and saying, okay, well, yeah, he made a Final Four in 09, um, and since then he's what? It wouldn't be, first of all, he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Second of all, we'd still be sitting here saying there's a lot on the resume that leaves quite now. Would we then say in the next breath, they're not Kansas, they're not Duke, they're not North Carolina? Sure, that would be the next breath, but it changed everything. You look, if he lifted one trophy, it changed everything. He lifted two. Yeah. More than Calipari, more than Self. More, more, more than all of them, more than Izzo. You know, Izzo hasn't won one in 20 years. Does that mean Tom Izzo's a bad coach? I don't know. Michigan State has more wherewithal than Iowa. 
They got more wherewithal than Villanova, I would think. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was a weird year, and like the Big Ten's going to get roasted. I I believe the Big Ten was the best conference overall. Well, Girardi told me, and he sees more Big Ten games than anybody that it was overrated. And he said to me, he, 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 college basketball in general, I don't I don't think was great this year. I mean, no, I don't either. When you have Duke and Kentucky really stinking for whatever reasons, but I mean Gonzaga's said, really good. Well, he said Penn State was not as good this year of a team as they were last year. Right. Not nearly as good. And yet they they were in a lot of games. And he said that told him that even though the Big Ten was getting all that whatever, he didn't think the Big Ten was all that. Now, that's not to say Michigan couldn't go all the way or, or you know, uh, or some of the other teams couldn't have won a couple more games. But he just he was not big on the Big Ten when I talked to him before the, before the tournament started. And it proved correct, but, you know, who knew? Uh, and again, if Michigan gets to the Final Four and maybe gets to the title game, nobody will remember that the Big Ten took a bath. And especially if Michigan winds up winning the whole thing, which which Michigan maybe could. They're that good. Uh, if they had livers, I think they would have a better shot. I mean, but- They might have them at some point. You're probably right, though. He's probably not. But I'm just saying, but if Michigan were to go and win the thing, it's like all those years when Villanova was winning. Nobody cared that the rest of the Big East stunk. Wow. You know, it was like, okay, oh, Villanova's playing in the final? Okay, we're good. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's great deodorant. That's how conferences are, man. You just All you need is one team. It's great, de- it's great deodorant for the rest of the conference. It really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Um, so I, that's it. I, I, you know, I, I, it's funny. I was, um, I was sitting here and, you know, obviously everything – we have everything starting to get together. We're going to get into the Phillies next week, if in case you're interested. We haven't really talked Phillies. Uh, no reason to. No. I mean, we're coming down the stretch. It sounds like the center field job is going to be Herrera or Quinn at this point. Um, yeah, there was a story today, I think. I don't know if Matt wrote it or Scott wrote it, about don't give up on ha- Haley yet. Haisley? Or, um, I'm, I'm, I'm mispronouncing his name. I'm sorry. Haisley. Haisley. Um, and I didn't read the story, so I don't know what was in the story, but... Yeah, that, I guess the point was don't count him out because he'll be healthy at some point. And- well, he could be. I mean, you know, my my thing is the, uh, the main concern I would have right now is, um, is the idea that you have Eflin who they're not sure about where he's going to be. They think he'll be okay for opening day, but right. Um, you know, you have a couple injury issues that I'm a little worried about, but I don't care if Eflin's okay to like May first. As long as he's okay the rest of the year, I, I can do without him for two or three weeks, you know. But I don't want him being back out, back out. That you know, that, that's. I, I'll tell you what you and I should do right now, Kevin. I'm, I, and I, I this will mush it. We should go out and get all the money we can afford to lose, mm-hmm. and bet it on the Phillies over, because I just don't see how this team can't win more than eighty games. Oh, I can. I could be totally wrong. I, 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 I totally can. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I don't think so. But that's me. Again, that's me. Because I think if this franchise only wins 78 games this year, I think people in Philadelphia will turn off of baseball. On that, too. Like like nobody's business. I, I do. Because to me, they just have too much invested. They've got the catcher. They went out and signed the catcher. They got the right fielder. 
They got the the guy who could have been the rookie of the year last year, maybe in, in, in at third base. They got a legitimate starter in Nola. They got a legitimate second starter in Wheeler. Their bullpen. I would flip them, but go ahead. That, that's fine. Flip them. I'm okay with that. Their bullpen is so much better than last year, even though that might only mean it's average. You know, they might just have an average bullpen, but it probably that alone probably gives them three or four or five more wins. Um, of how many times did they lose games in the eighth and ninth inning last year? I mean, it was just nuts. So all I'm saying is, if the Phillies don't win 80 games this year, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm off them. I, I'm no, I won't be. But you know what I'm saying. That to me would be just utter. Like, what do we have to do here? You know, I'm okay if they win 83 or 84 and don't make the playoffs. I, I, I'm I'm fine with that. But I don't give me another sub 500 season. I, I I don't. Now I believe. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear how good the division is. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear any of that. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, and I could be totally wrong. You know, maybe the other four teams in the division are so good that the Phillies will only win 77, 78 games. You know, somebody's got to finish last, I guess. Yeah, I, I would I would say, and you're right. I mean, the talent looks a lot better on, on paper. You know, I'm going to be really disappointed, Kevin. And I'm not saying I think they're going to win the division. I'm not even going to say they're going to contend for a wild card. I, I mean, I guess you're always in contention if you're within, like, whatever. If you're going to win 84 games, you're going to probably be in contention for something. And if they don't change the wild card rules and they keep it like it's been, but my God, you got to take a little step forward, don't you? Or am I just being too much of a Philly whatever? Well, I, I think you're being a fan on opening day who looks at and goes, hey, it's not too bad. I think the holes that they have are pretty significant. I do. I, I, you know, do I think they'll get over 80 wins? They should. Would it surprise me if they didn't? No, it wouldn't at all. Right. Um, see, that, see, that depresses me because. Well, and I, like I said, I don't. I, all I'm saying is, I do take in the caliber of the competition, Mike. You and I both thought they weren't going to shine the shortstop. We both thought they probably weren't going to sign the catcher because we, you know, and it turned out Clintac was right about the the uh, market. Or okay, fine. They've improved their bullpen. Now it was the worst bullpen in the history of baseball last year. I'm 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 with you. At Girard, it's Girardi's second year, so he has a little bit better idea. What whatever. I just don't see how you can do those things. They also they also played half less than half a season last year. So I, I'm that's true. That's true. But I just don't see if you're a fill if you're the organization, and you come out of this season with 78 wins, and which probably means you're finishing last, unless Miami. Uh, goes I back think to Miami. Being Miami. I think Miami will step back. Man, that would just I, I would sit there if I was the owner and say, what the hell do we have to do? That's me, though. Mike, here, here's where I worry. I worry about left field. I worry about McCutcheon and left. Uh, because, you know, look, he, he, I know he's another year removed from the knee, but, you know, his production before the knee injury was is starting Bruce, to fall. Is Bruce still on the team? No. He's, he's okay. with the Yankees. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Okay. Because he was a good guy to have around. Yeah. As you know, and and honestly, here's the other part. No DH really does hurt the Phillies. I think. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I worry about Boom second time around. A lot of pitchers seeing him. Uh, you know, yeah, he's, does, had, he's had a good spring, but I hear you. 
I hear you. Never take spring training numbers. Oh, so. I know. No, trust Kevin. I am the least guy that pays attention to spring training. Um, <laughs> I worry about starters four and five. You know, I, I know I've said this on this show before. I worry about the guy everybody believes is the ace that I still have some questions about, and Aaron Nola. Yeah, but he's the least of your problems. He's not. He's not yeah, he's, and no. Um, no, he, no, but he is because he's going to go out there. He's going to pitch. He's going to pitch innings. He's going to do, and he's going to win. You need, fifteen games. He might not win for you in September. Well, that's but, but that's a problem. I mean, that's a oh, big yeah, problem. Let, get get me to September, Kevin. Just get me to September and let's see. Oh, what they happens. were in September the last but, three years, and he hasn't done crap. But the first four months, you can count. You're you're going to be able to count on him. I can't. If I start worrying about Aaron Nola, then then I might as well not even play games. I mean, if you want to tell me center field's a concern, I buy it. Center if field's you want to tell a me big second base is a concern. If you want to tell me first base is a concern, I'll buy all those things. And if you want to tell me Aaron Nola down the stretch could be a concern, I'll buy that too. But if he gets me to September, you know, I mean, I'll, you know, whatever. I think Aaron Nola. I think Aaron Nola's a good pitcher. I don't think he's a great pitcher. I never said he was great. Oh no, but I think so some they, people believe he's like Cy Young worthy. He's not no, that. But by his numbers. Just the numbers. Overall numbers, he is one of the best 10 or 15 pitchers in baseball the last three or four years. I'm not going to say he's number one. I'm not even going to say he's number 10. I'm just saying the numbers, you can't ignore the numbers. Oh, I'm, I can't ignore the numbers, but I can also not ignore what my eyes tell me. My eyes tell me in August and September, this guy falls apart. That's fine. That That's, I'm, I'm not... All I'm saying is, if I'm this organization and this season doesn't get me 80 wins, oh, man, I, Mike, I got to sit there. You. And go, I get it. But what the hell do I do then? Like, what's the next step? What's the next step? If 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 they win 78 games this year, what the hell do you do going into 2000? If there is a 2022, what the hell do you do then? Well, you're going to have to. You, well, let's be honest. You're going to be looking for a new left fielder next year anyway, because right. his contract's up. Right, I get it. Uh, you're probably looking for. You're probably changing a lot. Yeah, and that ain't good because changing a lot usually means a year. Not or two the manager, to but whatever. Right, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I mean, I know. yeah, but the manager also, it should be pointed out, will be entering the third year of his contract, and so next year will be a big year for him. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to. I, oh, I'm I know what you're. I know what you're saying. I don't disagree. I just. I'm not expecting playoffs this year, especially if they don't. They take have the to format. take a step forward. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I need to see something. Mm-hmm. I just need to see, you know, yeah, we got, we got up to, um, uh, I don't know, 84 wins. We didn't finish last in the division. Uh, you know, that's a start. You know, that's a start. We, you know. I don't know, but again, what what do I know? All right, so uh, we're back next week, two show week next week as we get ready for the opener on Thursday. Try to have a baseball guest on on Tuesday, uh, and then on Thursday, um, I'm sure we'll be looking at the final four, which will be interesting. And uh, we'll also react to whatever the Sixers do at the trade deadline. You think they will do something? I just don't think Maury's going to do nothing. Yeah, same here. That's not that's not his mo. Let's put it this way: if they don't, I think there's going to be a lot of disappointed. If they do nothing, I think there'll be a lot of disappointed people here. Yeah. 
But but they might do something small. They oh, yeah. may not do something big. So, you know, yep. there is that. Yep. So, all right, Michael. Okay, have a good weekend. Be good. I'll talk to you when? Uh, Tuesday, next week. Okay, babe. All Bye. right. Our thanks to you for joining us. Hope that you have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next time. This has been Working the Beat.